I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello and welcome to the COB for the 17th of November. It's a Tuesday afternoon. We're recording it after the market close. We being myself, Nadine Blaney, and... Scott Eve. David Scott. Okay. Great to be here. It is good to be here. Um, So where do we start? Let's just start with equities at an index level. The XJO up by two-tenths of a percent by the time the dust had settled. We saw really good gains in energy, pretty good gains in financials in the banks as well. Uh, it was a tech space that let the story down today, but let's not focus on the negatives. Let's focus on the positives, and that's got to be uh, a vaccine. Moderna, your uh, RNA technology is well appreciated, and hopefully uh, we'll get some more information and clarity, much like the Pfizer vaccine is to uh, know the longer-term impacts, the protection it offers and everything else. But uh, certainly the one thing that I think caught the market pleasantly surprised last night, at least in the, uh, the US session, was the fact that uh, this rollout of virus vaccine uh, from Moderna can be done at uh, temperatures that you can put your virus vaccine in the fridge. Yeah. Uh, rather than having it in a deep freezer, uh, which obviously makes logistically uh, no very difficult to go and roll it out around the world. So great news, but uh, a bit of a you know, wet lettuce leaf reaction here in Asia, I've got to say to the news, which makes me start to go and question whether we now have the vaccine priced in to these markets. Well, it was interesting because we had a conversation with Michael Frazis from um, Frazis Capital, and he was saying it's pretty much proof of concept now when it comes to vaccines. They are. There will be a vaccine. I mean, that's a fact. There will be a vaccine, and it looks as if um, you know Moderna has pulled ahead of the pack. He has increased his position or increased his position in Moderna after that Pfizer announcement last week. So yeah, he just says that the Moderna one has the edge, also because of efficacy. Um, but it's a more expensive vaccine. However, lots of orders have already been placed. So if you want to hear a little bit more about the whole vaccine scenario, how he sees it playing out, you can access that interview via the show notes. It was a good one, if I do say so myself. Um, so yeah, vaccine is obviously an overarching theme, but that then you know, goes on to the whole reopening thematic, and that has really given a boost to energy stocks, for example. Yes, it's a, a repeat of, uh, I think it was last uh, Tuesday trade uh, when we got the Pfizer news came out. So almost identical price action. So everything to the cyclical areas of the market are uh, very well bid at the expense of those growth areas such as healthcare, uh, tech stocks, um, consumer staples and elements of consumer discretionary. Uh, some REITs are also under pressure today. Uh, so very much that same thematic that underneath the surface, while the, the index level, it looks like a very boring day. Underneath the surface, there's a lot of uh, momentum going on. The key question now is that I think you've got to start going and paying attention to uh, this thematic of the reopening, the cyclical trade, because I know so many people were poo-pooing the uh, the Pfizer uh, result last week, saying, oh, the CEO is selling his shares on the day before and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and they held it back until after the election. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I wrote uh, no, back then that I was pretty convinced that this is the other real deal. And... Uh, 
position or or perish when it comes to uh, investments over the next uh, next medium term horizon. So uh, I think the uh, the news overnight uh, reinforces that at some point, probably in the latter parts of next year, we're going to start getting back to some sort of semblance of normality, and and long may it continue. Yeah. Look, uh, here's hoping. Um, you know, we we talk a lot about that rotation that's happening from growth. Some say value, uh, others say cyclical. You know, there is a difference between them. But also, you know, a lot of uh, people looking very favorably on the what you know the signal that it sends that this rally is broadening out beyond those high tech, those big growth stocks. You know, the work from home names, yes, but also just those names that have just been you know, leading that S&P 500 ever higher and ever higher. Um, on that energy name or piece, I should say, we spoke with Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial and he named a couple of uh, cyclical energy companies here in Australia that he's actually willing to put his money in now. And I say actually just because he's just not normally like that and he admits it in the interview and you can get that via the show notes as well. Um, another thematic today, well, I'd say that the... Um, RBA minutes, Scotty, barely got a look in. I mean, we know they're not market moving, and we've heard a lot from the central bank, but gosh, we didn't spend a lot of time on those today, did we? No. I feel almost re- guilty. There's, no, there's a reason. <laughs> look, the key thing, and this is the reason why we do it well here, is that we don't go and, and focus uh, intently on things which are not really required to go. But we, we knew what the RBA was communicating. We've heard so much from the RBA. Uh, if you've been sitting here listening to me do these podcasts or writing about it and everything else, you're all aware that we're well on top of what's going on with the RBA. We know what the outlook is. Uh, so the fact that we're getting the minutes released uh, with a bit more detail shouldn't really come as a surprise that uh, we already knew pretty much everything that was out there. Well, we had the New South Wales state budget today. Um, probably the most significant change, potential big reform, is the transition away from stamp duty tax to a more land tax-based system. I thought it was interesting as well that it's being done in a consultative manner. And it may even be optional. So you might have the option to choose between paying your stamp duty up front or paying some sort of an annual rate of land tax. We had a good chat with Brian Parker from Sun Super. It'll be up on the website as video on demand. He thinks it's a pretty clever way for politicians to be doing this and to be rolling it out. Um, as somebody who just paid a whole bunch of stamp tax, maybe too late for some. You want your discount now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I think, I think the question is always, does it go far enough? Well... First and foremost, I think a land tax uh, compared to stamp duty, I'm, uh, I'm all for because I'd like to go and see the ability to go and have increased flexibility, uh, be able to go and move around uh, know, to where jobs are to better suit your lifestyle at your stage of life uh, and stamp duty is simply penalising you for doing that. Uh, the one thing that I want to go and, and say though when it comes to, uh, to land tax is that there must be uh, checks put in place to go and prevent... Uh, large increases in that whether legislated or whether because of you know zoning changes and stuff like that because i know that uh, on the latter zoning changes can go and benefit your property price in the long term but this is a cash flow mm-hmm. issue yeah. and uh we're seeing a number of instances in the past where we've seen land rezoned uh and the people who are on that land have been absolutely crucified and actually been forced to go and sell properties and the like because they simply can't go and afford the other uh, new yeah lead. i think it's pro- it's worth investigating i'll do my research because i know anecdotally in conversation you know for example with family members in Canada I mean they pay way more in what they call property taxes uh, than than we do you know personally 
here in Australia for something that you would think might be, you know, on comparable footing. So, yeah, that's actually one that um, I'll look into to keep my debate informed. Does, does your Canadian, uh, I know, land tax uh, or land taxes, does it include rates and all that kind of stuff as well? No, so you still pay, I guess, uh, city taxes. Um, city, it's actually city taxes that you pay on a, you know, annual basis. There's no stamp duty as such when you're moving. Too much tax in Canada. Well, there's no one, quite a lot of no tax one, in no, Canada. Nobody came here. But they can also course. afford to buy one Moderna vaccine dose per head. <laughs> Novavax all the way here in Australia. Come on, Novavax. Okay. And then anyways, I'll brush up. I'll brush up and make that argument solid uh, next time. It happens to come up with you, Scotty. Okay. So, uh, look, I think you got to sign up for the newsletter, COB, to get Scotty's view today. Um, let's just say it's about migration. Um, we spoke with... Uh, Stephen Kirshner from the United States Studies Center today. United States is keeping out some highly skilled immigrants, and he reckons that Australia is pretty well placed to take advantage of that piece of the migration puzzle. But the question, Scotty, is really, you know, when are the borders going to be open again? Yeah, we might not be an appealing destination when it comes to tax uh, side of things, but uh, certainly from a lot of other aspects, we're a very appealing uh, destination for uh, for international uh, migrants, which is nothing wrong. You're uh, you're one of them from I know way back, and uh, I can understand why people want to come to Australia. The one thing uh, I'm very certain about, though, when a year of increased uncertainty and, uh, and when we're not sure what's going on in the future, is that as soon as it's politically palatable uh, and can go and get through the electorate without causing too much grief, the federal politicians will go all in when it comes to getting migratory flows back to this country. I'm, uh, I'm certain that's going to be. I'm reading lots of various things in the, in the press at the moment, well, yeah. which and is alluding to the fact that uh, how downtrodden, how much of a negative impact it is on, uh, on us. So just prepare yourself for uh, no, an influx of, uh, of population growth and invest accordingly. Yeah, yes, I agree. But I still feel as if that's a long way away, although if, you know these vaccines to come to fruition. It'll be next which year. Which we all hope. Hope next they do. Year. Um, yeah, next year is not unreasonable at, at all. Yeah, I think um, the second half of next year, I think you'll start seeing it going ramp back up. And uh, I wonder whether the, uh, the federal government will go and remove the, uh, the cap on permanent migratory intakes for a period of time. So it's, I know that a lot of people who are already living here, whether you're born here or not, uh, we enjoy a very great lifestyle. The one question that I implore everyone out there to do is to think about whether that approach is going to go and deliver uh, benefits to our offspring uh generations in the future or whether we can do things better here and now using the resources that we have and uh there are other ways to go and improve our lifestyle really easy way to get growth though bring bring people in lazy and uh and short-termism and uh we look the way i'm seeing at the moment uh, we look at we talk a lot about the housing market i've written about it quite a bit recently um is that all i've seen from this is uh, i know we're building a whole bunch more houses uh where trying to go and encourage uh, you know bringing forward demand for houses we're trying to go and make houses go up in value let's not be beating around the bush here uh, and that's all about trying to go and juice consumer spending um that's what reforms are in this country are in real trouble longer term and i think we've missed mr trick here well there goes my tease to sign up for the newsletter it's pretty much scotty's view but it's always worthwhile and you can um sign up for that newsletter uh, in many ways and forms, but you can do so via the app and the website. Points bet, if you've been hanging out for stock of the day, sorry to keep you waiting. Points bet PBH uh, launching operations in Colorado. It was the stock of the day. Let's listen in to what Howard Coleman from Team Invest and Gary Glover from Novus Capital had to say to Koshi about this one. In 2019, um, they did $25 million in sales, but lost $41 million. 
Um, the following year, 2020, their sales virtually trebled. They did $75 million, almost exactly trebled. But again, they lost $41 million. So if the company carries on losing money, um, it's a little hard to get enthusiastic about owning a piece of the company. And PointsBet so far hasn't demonstrated that their management has the ability to make profits uh, in the business, which can eventually trickle down to the shareholders. So Team Invest members would, would definitely pass on this. It's right. a no from us. Sometimes stocks that don't make a lot of money uh, can make you a lot of money on the share market. It, yeah. uh, the key there is on, to... On the promise and the potential. Yeah, on, on the momentum yeah. as well. So the thing about this um, PBH there is that there is a massive market scale there for it. Yeah. Um, so even though they're not making any money there, people are looking past that at the moment. They're looking at the revenue growth line. So looking at what, what can be. And this is the type of stock when there's a massive market potential there in your first market yeah. um, that you really can get uh, a lot of shareholder appreciation there. So the market here is seeing momentum and this stock's got every chance of going high here. So right. it technically actually still looks pretty firm. So that was Gary Glover from Novus Capital. He likes it. Momentum behind the story on the charts. But uh, Howard Coleman from Team Invest, Nat, not making a profit, not Team Invest fodder. Sit on the sidelines of that one for the other uh, portfolio. Yep. Nope. Not going in the Ausbiz portfolio. Okay. So let's talk what's coming up tonight. We do get U.S. retail sales. We get trade, IP. We also hear from the U.S. Fed Chair Jay Powell. So much like what we've been getting from our own central bank, a whole chorus of speakers. Christopher Kent was out there today, following on from Phil Lowe yesterday and again tomorrow. Um, yeah, we've heard a lot from the Federal Reserve, but not saying too much new. I mean, we, they're looking unfavorably on the uh, recovery in the U.S. and the prospects, especially in absence of fiscal stimulus. He'll talk about uh, increased short-term risk, uh, potentially, you know, some positivity that may come out of the, uh, the virus vaccine uh, next year. But uh, I think we can safely say around the world that uh, in the absence of uh, unexpected and highly unlikely spike in inflationary pressures, um, central banks are pretty much uh, off the equation for at least two or three years. Uh, it was when it starts to get to the point when and if, uh, and I made that, uh, that point, if, uh, we get to the point where we can start to go and tighten policy settings against it. That's when they'll become relevant for the time being. Uh, sit back and enjoy the, uh, the cheap money. And uh, over tighten to you. policy settings, yeah. Yeah, over, to you, over to you, fiscal policymakers. It's, uh, it's up to you to go and do the heavy lifting now. And uh, I must say that uh, whilst I don't want to go and see unfettered government spending uh, and frivolous spending, it's uh, very pleasing this year to see a crisis have been uh, got the best out of our politicians and, uh, and got them to actually go and do what they are, just going and supporting uh, the economy. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, read more about the New South Wales state budget. And there was a reduction temporary in payroll tax and there were some vouchers being handed out. So we'll all be able to go out for a meal and get a $25. Go take the kids out. Yeah. Go, see, go see a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. exciting life I lead. All right, tomorrow we will be hearing from Alex Truman's Bondi Partners. We didn't know we'd be speaking with Alex still, you know, mid-November. But uh, there's still lots to digest when it comes to the U.S. election. Uh, and no doubt there will be more tweets, etc., to talk about with Alex tomorrow. We've got Junbei Liu, fan favorite um, from Tribeca, joining us at 9.30. She always tells us what she's buying, holding, and selling. She's really forthcoming in that way. Uh, we'll be speaking with BlackRock about Moderna's vaccine. Uh, show us what's changing, where he's moving his cash to. We've got a, a great lineup. 
pretty much throughout the day. I know everybody can't watch the live stream, although it's really easy to just have open on a window in the background um, on your desktop. But, you know, you can always catch up with a lot of these great interviews um, you know, as we point them out to you on this podcast, but also just by going to ozbiz.com.au. Yeah, it's very easy to go and do it. Just uh, get your mobile phone, have a bit of a gander. Why wouldn't on. you want to? Hey, um, we'll see you tomorrow, Scotty. God willing, I hope to be here. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll see you then. Yeah, see you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.